fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a Friday, the best day of the entire week, according to some... Others, it's just another work day, but regardless of how you view it, you made it to the end of the week. Welcome into the show. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Whether you're watching, listening, doesn't matter. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty. Big show lined up for you today, a fun one as well. At least I hope so. That's our goal. That's what we strive for every day. Boris Epstein. Anybody remember that name? He is the former strategic advisor to the Trump administration and to the Trump campaign of 2020. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour live to talk about some of the latest current events and some things he's been working on and things that you could even be involved with with Boris Epstein. So we'll get him on the program here in just a little bit outside of that. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It's a big day. Today is a very big day. There's a lot of breaking news and some really important stuff that I think we need to address. What? <laughs> I mean, the rotation continues, the door has opened wide, and the communications director for the White House has officially stepped away as her last time as press secretary for the White House and for the Biden administration as Jen Psaki ends up walking out the door and is now going to be heading over to do a program or a show or something with MSNBC or CNN, I believe it's MSNBC, or CNN or whatever program it is. That is going to be her new day job, making uh, probably more money to reach even less people than what she did as the administration. At least with the administration as the press secretary, you got on both ends of the aisle with people hearing what you had to say. Going over to MSNBC, no one's going to hear what you had to say at all because no one pays attention to MSNBC. No one cares about that program. And you're a little uh, odd if you do end up paying attention to it. But today was the official last day for Jen Psaki as communications press secretary for the White House. And on her last day, felt like getting a little snippy with some of the reporters today. Now, you got to remember, this is the White House and the administration that does not talk to certain members of the media. One American News Network has yet to get a single question uh, from the Biden administration called upon them to ask a question in the press briefing room. So they only answer to one or two people constantly, and it's a regurgitated, same old, same old. They know who they are. They answer the question. They probably already know the answer beforehand. And that's the way it's scripted. Not just when Biden's up there, but also when the press secretary's up there. Imagine that, if you will. When in the contrast that we had between the Trump administration that would sit there and just wing a press conference for three hours during a COVID re, uh, COVID response and a COVID update at the end of the day and go until nine o'clock at night just because he wanted to do so, as opposed to Biden, who only has scripted answers and scripted questions and scripted lists of who he can actually call on, including the press secretary for the White House. That's a little strange. And some people finally said, I'm done with it. I'm over it. According to Mediaite.com, what's his name? Simon Atiba is today's news reporter from Africa and has yet to be called on in the White House at all and finally just said, you know what? I'm going to raise my voice 
and make some hell. And Jen Psaki, as her final day there, finally got to do what she's probably been wanting to do this entire time by getting a little snippy with some of the reporters. Can I, can I Thank you. Uh, on the issue of the formula Jen, shortage. Can I Okay, so all this right now is a reporter trying to ask Jen Psaki a question, and he's in the back, and she's like, hey, sir, Simon, stop. Please, can you please stop? This is the reporter. Can you please stop? Like, don't be disrespectful. And he's like, I understand that, but yet we haven't been asked a single question. Can we ask a question? What's going on here? Just, he's done. Tired of it. Now, for most of the time, that would be like, wow, that's really disrespectful. But at what point do you finally snap when you have a room of 50 reporters in there and three of them get called on repeatedly and no one else gets any questions? At what point do you just say, wow, hey, excuse me, I'm going to be recognized back here. Even if you yell at me, I don't care. Again, One America's News Network and their reporter, what's her name? Uh, Chanel Rion. She has yet to be called on at all from the Biden administration. She doesn't even get a seat. She just has to stand in the back corner and just kind of hang out here. But this guy's finally had enough, and apparently Jen Psaki has too. Simon, if you could respect your colleagues and other media and reporters in here, that would be greatly appreciated. Go ahead, Mary. It's just a little bit of a snippy this, but could you respect your other journalist reporters, please? Now, she doesn't respect him. Doesn't give a rip, which I really asked the question, do you think she's a racist? Do you think? I mean, I mean, he is the reporter from Africa, and he hasn't gotten any questions. She hasn't called on the minority that's in the crowd. Do you think that she's a racist? That's kind of an interesting twist. You know, we got to start playing their own games against them to see how they respond, right? So we got to just ask in the questions, but... Didn't call on him at all, so he just has to be a loudmouth, and she had to respond back to him. But can you respect your other reporters and your other journalists that are here? Apparently because, well, she doesn't like anybody else except for the few that are going to, you know, be really nice to her. Thank you. If you heard the very beginning of it, that was kind of hard, but it's under the mask of the reporter. I mean, this is really difficult to kind of listen to, but you got to have a mask on because, I mean, obviously COVID's going to kill us still. She's probably vaccinated four different times and still wearing the mask because how dare anybody walk in there without a mask? We're all going to die unless we get it. But thank you for your service, Jen. You've been so amazing, Jen. Good luck with your MSNBC reporter slot, Jen. I know that it's a conflict of interest, Jen, but we don't really care, Jen, because we love you to death because you were the circle back gal that didn't answer any questions and that shut down Fox News. So it must have been a great success. So thank you, Jen, for all your contributions. We can't wait for the next hack to come up there and lie to our faces as well and us be able to spin it through the mainstream media. Now, with the topic that was being addressed at the press secretary's uh, or the press conference there for the White House was the baby formula shortage, which was the question like, what are we doing for the baby shortage, uh, baby formula shortage? Because the headline today in our What's Trending segment. What's trending today is it is so bad in so many states, which, again, who would have thought baby formula? I mean, yes, we have a shortage in gas, which is why gas is up over four dollars a gallon. Thanks, Biden, who said he was going to relieve that. That didn't happen. So we have a food shortage. We have a gas shortage. And now we have a baby formula shortage. Never thought something like that would happen. Why would we have a baby formula shortage? It's literally made in the factory, produced canned, shipped, and then delivered to where we can make it. But apparently that's a very difficult process now with the government being involved, obviously. So according to Fox News, the new response to this 
is activate the Defense Production Act. And that's what Jen Psaki responded to when the question was officially asked. Well, I would say there have been discussion and some members of Congress have raised questions, say, of the Defense Production Act, which that would be something which is on the table. We've not made a decision about, but would be would help address uh, uh, issues over the long term. Uh, what we are doing here is we're trying to be to ensure that states and others can plan over the long term as in the coming months. Uh, but it is uh, it is certainly, um, you know, a, a reminder uh, that uh, not only do we need to continue to work closely with manufacturers, continue to work closely with retailers and providers, but ensure that everybody knows uh, what they can do to get access over the longer term. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yes, there's a shortage. You're working closely with the companies to be able to produce. Here's a crazy wild concept because this is nuts, man. You are fake news. I'm telling you, Jen Psaki, you are losing it. Thank God you're gone. Let's kick you out the door. Go off and do your show with MSNBC where five people are going to watch you. Bring in the new hack that's going to do the same thing as you. But at least you're gone because this is pathetic. The Defense Production Act, they're going to be activating that for FEMA to step in and work closely with the distributors and the manufacturers of baby formula because we're so short in the country that we can send crates of it and pallets of it to illegal immigrants down at the southern border, but we can't walk into a Walgreens or a Walmart or a local grocery store of your flavor in your in your marketing area, and you can't walk in and go to the baby section and buy baby formula because, what was it, like 10 to 15 states right now have less than 40% of the supply that they actually need within their states. How do we get to that point? How in the world did we get to that point there? It's not a hard process. You produce it, you make it, you ship it, and you sell it. It's a very simple process. It's a supply and demand issue. If there is a supply, then the demand is there to meet the supply and the prices are decent and the manufacturers are able to stay up with the demand for it and everything's a happy-go-lucky system. The fact that we have a shortage means that there's some type of cog that's not in that's not working properly in the system. There's been a wrench thrown in the system right now and we need to figure out what that wrench actually is causing the disruption in supply of baby formula. And that wrench is always 99.999% of the time whenever there's a system failure in the process of a supply-demand problem in the free market for a laissez-faire capitalist society. 99.999% of the time, that wrench that causes all the issues is government itself. Government itself is what screws up the system from the very beginning. As soon as they step in and say, we're going to solve this problem, that's a problem in the private sector. In fact, most of the time they cause the problem and then show themselves out to be the great white Gandalf riding on the great white horse to come in and try and save the day after causing the issue in the first place, which is done intentionally for power and control and more oversight over the private market. But this is her response. Well, I would say there have been discussion and some members of Congress have raised questions, say, of the Defense Production Act which that would be something which is on the table. We've not made a decision about We haven't made a decision yet, but that's on the table. Why in the world, why in the world do we need to activate FEMA in the Defense Act 
the Defense Production Act in order to create baby formula. That's during times of war. For those that don't know, the Defense Production Act, uh, according to FEMA.gov, the FEMA exercises the Defense Production Act to support the DPA authority and functions of the FEMA Administrator and the FEMA Associate Administrator for the Office of Policy and Program Analysis. The support focuses on promoting effective use of DPA authorities by FEMA and other DHS components and providing coordination and guidance to the DPA plans and programs of federal departments and agencies. To break that all down for you in layman terms this is what's used during times of war when we're really short on certain resources to for fema to step in to try and organize ways to actually get it produced at fast paced and get it sent out during times of war because we have problems and we need it now like bullets and weapons and tanks and that sort of thing or when we have a crazy natural disaster like when fema spent two weeks to actually get water down to the astrodome in texas after the major floods that's what the Defense Production Act is for. Not because we have an, a completely a, 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 an administration that doesn't know how to function and actually spell its name half the time and has a government entity that is completely oblivious to the real world and reality and is completely incapable of handling the most basic issues in the system that made it crash and now they need to step in in an emergency setting with the Defense Production Act to try and create baby formula. You created the problem. Don't activate emergency systems to try and fix the problems that you created as a government agency and a government system. That's not what it was intended for. That's not what it's supposed to be for. Stop trying to alter what's really going on here and try to divert and try to sidestep the real problem by activating a defense production act for something that you did let the private market fix its own damn issues and get the hell out of the way federal government because you're useless and you're completely oblivious to the real world reason with andy hoosier Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Uh, who would have ever thought, man, we would have got to this point in society, the fact that we can't have baby formula. Now, baby formula, is it good for you? I mean, that's another question for you. You could be making it at home on a natural level, you know, mushing up bananas and stuff. But, I mean, baby formula, obviously, when you have super crazy preborn babies, you need something like that. And the fact that we don't have it. But by golly, we can send crates of it to the southern border. Why the hell not, right? can take care of others except uh, we can't take care of ourselves in a natural organic system that is the free market lazy for a capitalist society that we no longer have here in the u.s All right it is totally absurd it kind of is welcome back into the program so i'm always the eternal optimist i don't like to leave on a kind of a grumpy note here for a friday especially getting you all worked up so there is some positive news here uh for sure as now according to npr with the bad economic situation we're in the economic environment that's caused, you know, eight and a half, nine percent inflation that has a food shortage, that has the gas prices absurdly high, that has a baby formula shortage. I know. Uh, Andy, how can you put a positive twist on that? Well, let's look for the silver lining here, shall we? So according to NPR, with some of the economic turmoil that we have, there could be a bit of some relief and a bust in one of the industries. And that industry is real estate in the housing industry. <laughs> about you i live here in wichita where our flagship right in the heart of the country and our real estate has been absolutely absurd there's no way you can find a house under like 200 250 000 anywhere and you're putting bids in over asking prices just to try and get this thing because it's so desperate when something does actually pop up on the market and it's been that way for a while in not just kansas but in all over the country for sure there are overpriced homes at massive amounts and i have the list here for some of the top ranked overpriced markets in the nation at number one boise city idaho at 73 percent of valued homes being overvalued uh, or being overvalued at near 73 percent uh let's see sherman denison texas at 60 percent muskegon uh michigan 50 percent 59 percent i'm sorry 57 percent of uh homosasa springs florida 57% there. Morristown, Tennessee at 57%. Uh, let's try to find Hawaii. That's up 55% right now. Dalton, Georgia at 55%. 51% in Flagstaff, Arizona. Albany, Oregon at 48%. All of these. Hundreds of metropolitan areas uh, listed above asking prices at the percentage of overvalued right now in these markets. Will things start to slow down? According to NPR, we could see as the economy continues to climb, people are not going to want to buy homes. People are not going to want to remodel their homes. People are not going to want to do anything with their homes. And it's going to cause a bust. Finally, maybe the relief. Now, again, 
This is if the private market actually plays out the way it's supposed to with the supply demand. When things get too expensive, people start backing off from buying it, which means the inventory continues to grow a little bit, which means there's more inventory, which means the prices go back down, which means people start buying things again. It's the fluctuation and always trying to find that constant happy medium in the markets. Real estate's no different. The big question is with the manipulation of the markets by the government based on interest rates and based on inflation rates and based on what the federal uh, the federal reserve does or the federal government does or the loans do i mean there's a whole lot of different factors outside of the private market what could we see well potentially we could see this housing bust and maybe just maybe a little bit of relief although i'm sure that many of our real estate agents out there wouldn't like that because right now they're making bank if they are able to get a sale, they're making bank because they're asking uh, because the money's so high and people are asking so much for the houses. They're getting some decent money if you can actually find a home to sell. So maybe that'll fluctuate and kind of balance itself out a little bit as well. But that's interesting. Could we see home prices drop just a little bit as people stop buying homes and uh, the market actually can catch up with the demand? that's out there and we could see a de- and if it bursts completely i mean we could see the housing burst like we saw what in the 90s when bill uh, uh, bill clinton was in office if we see something like that then maybe it's time to remodel and hang on to the house you have but right now i guess selling is a good option if you can actually find another house to replace it from not giving any advice because i am not the real estate advisor in any way shape or form but Maybe we could see some prices level out a little bit here, which could give a little bit of relief, especially for, oh, I don't know, my generation with some first-time home buyers trying to actually get into the market, which I know is a really high demand. Boris Epstein, coming on the program right around the corner. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show today for a Friday. Trying to get you set for the weekend. I don't want to waste any time. We got a few minutes here with the man himself. Really happy to have this guy back on the program. And our latest in what's trending. What's trending today. And I really appreciate him setting some time aside to chat with us here. As many of you know him as the uh, former strategic advisor for the Donald Trump 2020 campaign. Also a political strategist, investment banker, and attorney as well. The man himself, Mr. Boris Epstein, on the line with us here. Boris, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so good to talk to you again. I know it's been a while, and I, I had to get you on to get your finger on the pulse with some of the political news that we've seen, we've seen the Republicans blow up in Georgia. We see the Democrats losing their mind over abortion. We see right now a baby formula shortage. Uh, Boris, I've never seen a political environment like this before. Have you? 
Um, it's, a, it's a crazy time out there. The Democrats are imploding. They're going far left on the social issues. And it's a, it's a perfect moment for MAGA to come in and win big in, in 22 and even bigger in 24. Mm, I like that idea. There are a lot of quote-unquote MAGA candidates that are running all over the nation, and I see them starting to jump up in the polls right now. I mean, are we going to see almost like a Tea Party revolution for what we saw a few years back? Are we going to see that kind of as a MAGA movement coming into this midterm, do you think? I think we could have even a bigger uh, a, a bigger wave. I think this could be the biggest wave ever. We're looking at potentially 100 seats for MAGA candidates all across the country. So it's very exciting. We've got to keep backing MAGA candidates, got to keep the wave going. And and I think it's going to be huge come November and then going to go into 2024. Yeah, I really think so. Uh, your thoughts real quickly on the Pennsylvania uh, primaries right now in the Senate. I know that President, former President Trump has endorsed Dr. Oz in the Senate race. Uh, the other conservatives in there, I mean, uh, what was the name of Cormick that came up with that was trying to get the endorsement? Kathy Barnett that came up and made a, made a big jump in the polls here recently, all battling for that endorsement from Donald Trump. But uh, your thoughts on this race, because that one definitely, I think, uh, caught people by surprise with that endorsement by Dr. Oz. Well, President Trump has spoken. He's chosen Dr. Oz, and I think it's incumbent and important for the MAGA movement to follow uh, the lead of our leader, President Trump. And you know, because you know they're, they're, they've had a lot of discussions, a lot of conversations, obviously with Oz. And President Trump is comfortable that Oz is going to be a MAGA America First senator and will stand for new leadership in the Senate. So. Uh, but very interesting, you know, Kathy Barnett, obviously, are running a strong campaign, also all in on MAGA, and Dave McCormick looks to be, uh, you, know, you know, looks to be falling to third place a little bit with uh, the, the surge of the MAGA candidates. And you saw that in Ohio, too. J.D. Vance won with President Trump's endorsement, although, but all the MAGA candidates did extremely, extremely well. So there's no doubt that MAGA is on the rise. It's, uh, it's ascendant. That is very true, and especially with the primaries, as you mentioned, Ohio, Indiana, other states that have had primary elections already. I mean, Trump's nominations have dominated the ones that have actually been victor uh, victorious. So I think there's a movement there. The big question, I guess, is is can Democrats redeem themselves with how far they've gone to the loony bin and far to the left? Will they recover before the end, or do you think that Republicans could potentially even eat their own, which we have a tendency of doing once in a while as well? I think that MAGA is going to come together. I think I think the, the MAGA movement has taken over the Republican Party. You know, there's not much room for the establishment rhinos anymore. And so I think you're going to see, uh, you know, MAGA coalesce and, and carry a lot of our key, uh, you know, key candidates, Blake Masters in Arizona, Eric Grimes in, uh, in, in Missouri, J.D. Vance, of course, in Ohio, carry them to victory. Yeah, I agree. We got just about a minute left with the here, Boris, and I appreciate you setting some time aside with us here. Uh, the big question that's been on the mind of a lot of people, and have you heard internally? I know pre former President Trump's been on the campaign trail a lot, helping some of the other candidates. We're focused on the midterms this year. Is he going to run for president in 2024, and is that going to shake up the Republican Party? Well, so you've heard President Trump talk about it himself, being pretty direct about it. We, I, I absolutely hope, and even some ways expect that he runs, and if he runs, he's undoubtedly going to win the primary and the general and walk back into that Oval Office on Jan 20, 2025, at the latest. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and our country will have the leadership back that it needs because right now Biden is feckless and pathetic. Yeah, uh, yeah. regardless of whoever it is, it's going to be way better than what we have with Joe Biden. Boris Epstein, uh, former strategic advisor for President Trump in the 2020 Trump uh, campaign. Boris, I appreciate the time, my friend. We're going to talk to you again here real soon, brother.
You got it. God bless you. God bless you, listeners. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Hey, you as well, my friend. I appreciate that very much. Let's get Boris Epstein there. I uh, had a short amount of time with him, so kind of a uh, segmented interview instead of a full segment, but we appreciate his time very much as he's rocking it. A lot of stuff going on in Washington, D.C. and other places as well. And he's working on a project that I can't really say right now, but he's working on a project that's going to be really awesome. And as soon as it uh, officially comes out, we'll get him back on the show again very soon. So uh, interesting perspective from the MAGA crowd and from one of the guys that led the MAGA movement along with President Trump in the campaigns, getting people riled up. He's adamant that MAGA candidates, that Republicans and conservatives are going to be on the rise and that we're going to see them victorious in November. Not only that, but that we're cleaning out the Republican Party which I definitely find interesting, and I love watching how the political spectrum kind of moves, which again brings up the question of Dr. Oz and Kathy Barnett, that whole issue going on in Pennsylvania. But are we cleaning out the party? Right now we have, uh, who is it, Lisa Murkowski, the congresswoman out of Alaska, that says that, hey, if you want a party liner that just votes down the party line with Republicans, then go ahead and vote for the other candidate. I may just be out of there. She's already getting a little worried of her uh, um, remaining in Washington, D.C., which honestly would be a very good thing because we're not looking for just a party line voter, but we are looking for someone who actually stands with Republican values and actually stands with us on the issues that matter. And Lisa Murkowski has not done that in any way, shape or form. And it is time for her to go. Mitt Romney looking at potentially not coming back and not running for reelection in the next election for him, opening up a seat in Utah and potentially bringing in a more conservative candidate, because I think even he's getting backlash, number one, for confirming Ketanji Brown-Jackson onto the U.S. Supreme Court, and some of the other decisions that he's made, and him being a quote-unquote never-Trumper, and being one of those that pushed Congress over the edge on the impeachment of Donald Trump uh, the multiple times that they actually voted. So he's been one that has not been friendly to the Republican Party, let alone Donald Trump and the MAGA movement. Does that mean that Donald Trump runs the party? No, it does not mean that Donald Trump runs the party, but it does mean right now that he's a large face in the party. As we talked about yesterday, he's not just the firebrand purist of an ideological stance like an AOC that this is going to be it, but hey, I know how to get deals done. I know how to run a business and I know how to bring people on to actually get jobs done, which is why he probably did an endorsement of Dr. Oz and others around and look at the success that has actually happened with his primary nominees and, and endorsements all over the country so far this early on in election season. That's huge. That's huge. Because what do Democrats have right now? Right now we're seeing the uh, the Russian war continue on and actually regrouping. We have them on the run with uh, the social media, which there is some news that we'll get to in just a second here with Elon Musk uh, putting the deal with Twitter on hold. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But they have control of the media. They have control of the narrative. They have bombed everything. But yet even still with that has a 20 to 30 to 40 percent approval rating for the Biden administration and Democrats as a whole. And yet they're scrambling. And yet they're trying to find a way to recover here which is why the media is focused so much on the bickering internally from the Republican Party. Right now, there was a uh, a new headline from, what was it, from uh, Georgia. With Georgia, with Mike Pence now, former vice president with Donald Trump, that's down campaigning with Governor Kemp 
down in Georgia that's causing, according to the media, even a bigger rift within the Republican Party. Because if you remember, President Donald Trump, well, he was the one that came after Kemp, saying that he allowed the rigged election to happen in Georgia and allowed the votes to turn the way that they did uh, for Joe Biden in the state. So he's been against Kemp, while now Vice President Mike Pence is out there campaigning with Pence and or Kemp and saying that he's one of the most conservative governors that we have in the entire nation. Now, is it a big riff? Probably not. Trump, being the New Yorker guy that he is, he says a lot of things. He says a lot of brass things. And then he forgets about him and moves on because, hey, you're going to do the job. You're not going to do the job. I'm going to criticize you if you don't do the job. And I'm going to applaud you if you do do the job. And then we can still work together later on because there's never a business deal that we're not going to do just because I don't like you as a person. Donald Trump's not that way. So he's probably forgotten the whole thing. But the media, oh, the media, they bring it back up and look now. Look at this. Donald Trump criticized Governor Kemp out of Georgia. Not a good guy. Can't be having him. And they like that because they want Stacey Abrams in that seat in in, uh, in Georgia. Oh, they want her in there bad. So now they love to bring it up. Look at that. Vice President Mike Pence out there campaigning for Governor Kemp. It's causing the riff in the Republican Party. I don't know if you notice or not, but... The swing states that we had concern about with the voter fraud that really swung the election to Joe Biden, that gave the Democrats the last little bit of momentum in the 2020 election, these are the states that they're using right now to cause the rift in the Republican Party, to cause us to self-destruct, to cause us to create drama in the Kim Kardashian, Kardashian uh, drama saga, real, uh, it's a, what is it, a, it's a, uh, a daytime drama, is that what you call it? The uh, reality star, I guess reality TV show, they're trying to cause the reality TV show within the Republican Party in the swing states to try and give the Democrats a little bit more momentum. This is the dirty tricks that they play. We have Georgia now. We have Pennsylvania now. Soon they're going to go after Arizona. Soon they're going to go after Wisconsin. Soon they're going to go after Michigan. And they're going to try and cause the drama in the reality TV, TV gossip garbage within those states among Republican candidates to try and tear them apart. And just like we saw with so many elections, that when we're bickering amongst each other, they swoop around, come right up the middle. We don't even see them. We have no more campaign tactics to go after them. We have no campaign funds to go after them. And we can't shut them down because they had the momentum that's what they're doing to the republican party right now we've seen it in pennsylvania now and we're starting to see it in georgia they're looking for the weakness in the republicans and the weakness among republicans has always been that we turn on each other and we have the inner bickering the internal war of what stance we have as a republican party between the tea party conservatives the MAGA crowd now that's mostly the Tea Party conservatives and in the elite rhino establishments that like the big government stuff just from a Republican standpoint. Very interesting how the media plays us against each other. They're doing it and it seems to be working because now another battle between another governor of a state, a Republican conservative governor and Donald Trump that they're trying to fuel the fire the to. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. 
Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out last few minutes here on a Friday. Getting you set for the weekend. Hopefully you have a great one. Getting ready for another weekend. Can you believe we are halfway through the month of May already? That's absolute insanity, but we do what we can to try and survive. So, hey, warm weather is officially here, and we are just trying to truck along. We'll see how bad it gets this summer with inflation. The interest rates that continue to climb to. I'm still curious on how raising interest rates battles inflation. Does that make any sense to anybody? Now, my only thought on that would be that you raise interest rates high enough to where people don't want to buy things that bust the inflation because people just stop spending money and then there's a whole lot of inventory there and then everything drops in price so that way we can start buying things again. I guess that's the only way to do it, which is why the real estate market's going to start dropping and busting and maybe you could start getting things at a decent halfway or at least halfway decent price again and uh, maybe a new generation could start buying some first-time homes. I mean, the first-time home buying is awesome. You get the cheap house, it's like a hundred grand. you kind of fix it up, you turn it into one, 50 home, turn around and sell it later on once you start growing your family and have the kid. That's the way to do it. I wish I would have done that myself at the beginning. But hey, you'll live and learn and now we just keep on rocking. Let's get into what's tra- that by the way, thanks again to Boris Epstein coming on the program for just a couple of minutes uh, to talk about some of the current events. We'll get him back on the show again soon. Uh, right now, let's get into what's trending. Another one, I guess. What's trending today? What's trending today? We have Elon Musk putting the deal with Twitter on hold. What does that mean for many Twitter users that thought it would free up their free speech and the lack of shadow banning? Well, apparently, according to Yahoo News, he doesn't have quite the cash that he has on, that he needs on hand for the four, uh, full $44 billion as he sold some of the shares of Tesla in order to get some of the cash on hand and then also looking for a couple outside investors to make this happen as well. That doesn't mean, however, that he's not making the deal. And the media, as usual, when you cry woof too many times... Do you finally just say, I've had enough with it and I'm not going to listen to it at all? So when when there is a deal in a bad situation, in an emergency, then we just don't pay attention to them. 
This is the typical perfect prime example of the mainstream media trying to create something bigger than what it is, which is the same, by the way, the politics that we just talked about with the Mike Pence and the Governor Kemp out of Georgia and the Donald Trump thing. Do you think Donald Trump's holding it against my uh, Governor Kemp right now for the election? Probably not. I mean, I mean I, I'm sure he wish he would still be in the White House right now and that uh, when he looks at that issue, he probably comes down on him. But on other issues, Governor Kemp has been, from what I know and from what I've heard, a relatively conservative guy. So to still hold that, you know, okay, Mike Pence, a lot of people don't like Mike Pence right now. But the fact that he's campaigning for Governor Kemp as a conservative candidate doesn't mean that we shouldn't support him as opposed to someone like Stacey Abrams. Because if you know anything about Stacey Abrams, that is someone who does a lot of voter fraud. That is someone who is a radical left. That is someone who's supposed to be the new voice of the Democrat Party, and they're giving her a second chance to do so. Because if she becomes governor of Georgia, you can Bet you you know what, that Stacey Abrams is going to try and run for president. She's going to work in a White House cabinet position. She's going to be the face of the Democrats on a national stage. Is the hack, liberal, crazy, AOC, wannabe socialist that Stacey Abrams is, that would be the face of the Democrats. And they're giving her another chance to run for governor. And so like Mike Pence, don't like Mike Pence, whatever people feel about him doesn't really matter. If you try and spite Governor uh, Vice President Mike Pence by not voting for Governor Kemp and allowing Stacey Abrams to come in, that's going to be an issue. But again, it's a non-issue that's been blown up into an issue that the mainstream media talks about because they want division within the Republican Party, just like what they're doing with Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a very smart guy. Obviously, he's one of the smartest guys in the world because he's trying to put people on Mars and start a civilization. He's uh, he's created, even though we don't necessarily care for the electric vehicle, he's created one of the most efficient electric vehicles on the face of the Earth. He's creating Neuralink, which is a brain chip. Again, don't like it. And I'm not never going to put a mechanical chip into my brain for someone to control my thoughts and what happens there. But he's been smart enough to create one. The dude is a mastermind and has become the most wealthy person on the face of the earth. In the planet, the most wealthy guy on the face of the earth. And they're trying to say that he's too stupid to figure out how to purchase Twitter because he's putting the deal on hold. Now, his tweet said that it's on hold because he's researching the amount of actual fake accounts on Twitter, but then went on to say after underneath that one in a comment saying that he's still pursuing it and it's still going to happen. He's not stopping it. He's just slowing the process down. But media, Yahoo News, boy, they're all over it. But he's going to cancel right now, and it's going to be a billion-dollar uh, cancellation transaction fee and all this other stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You still can have your Twitter account. We're still going to open it up. We're still going to get our messaging out there on social media on one of the largest media platforms out there. And Elon Musk's going to allow that to happen. Don't buy into the hype from media. Even when it is an emergency, don't listen to them. Listen to other places like, oh, I don't know talk radio or something that does it for us today back at it on monday until then have a great weekend we're back at it we'll see you on the radio then this is the voice reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you then hey it's andy hoosier you know when i get off the air every day the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over that's why now i'm so happy to say that the hoosier media network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts it's been a long time in the works and now you can finally enjoy more great content services and topical shows we're the safe space for alternative talk information and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine discussions on 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.